リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイオディズリスコミラビンオンハダイシステイウェットホーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライデンワチンタイオーデンタイウェッ What up, weebs? And welcome in to another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. It's been a while since I have given you some anime takes. Yeah, it's been a while since I have told you all the things that's on my mind. Goku hates my singing. He's part of my drip family because I've been doing some breaking online, so I'm going to sing for him. And every time you look for an episode, you're always wondering where I've been. It's been a lot of moons, and I'm very excited to finally sit down, to finally have my voice back, to finally have my head feel clear again because. Holy moly, Toledo Almighty. Let me tell you this. There is a reason why they say spend the money to eat healthy because guess what? You might say that the bill to eat healthy is expensive. Wait till they hand you the bill to being sick. It is insane to me, and I can't fathom the ability of how long it took me to heal and get my voice back, but guess what? I'm back, baby. <laughs> and it's good to finally sit down and talk to every single one of you. How are you doing? How is life and how have you been thriving or climbing out of whatever situation you're in to better yourself and to enjoy this glorious world of anime together? I am your anime senpai, and it is beyond an honor and a privilege to have you sitting here with me tonight, driving, working out, whatever you may be doing at a dinner table, playing it, because everybody says that it's the best to listen to the anime senpai podcast when you're eating dinner with your family, because that's future, future weebs and fans, but... I'm very excited to finally sit down and talk to you again. There has been so much going on in my life and so many great things going on with anime that I finally had to sit down and talk to you. So let me fill you in before we move forward. First off, I don't know what in heaven's name itself hit me, but I'm telling you, for some reason, ever since I lost my voice, which was like the end of last month in January, whatever it may be, I lost my voice, had to skip that week, and since then, I've been dealing with this crazy amount of mucus and all this stuff that's been affecting me that it constantly kept fighting my voice. Like, it was so tough for me to get back to that situation in place where I could be articulate, I could think clearly, I could use my voice and my Apple ability to give you all my energy because I promise all of you guys this, and I really mean this when I say this, anything I do, I put my heart and soul into. There's a reason reason why I say, and I mean this when I say it, I am by far one of the greatest podcast hosts that you will ever listen to because I will give you everything that I have because this is who I am. I am authentic to my core. I love doing this. I'm an entertainer by nature, by gift from God's grace. I do this because I am this. I am he. He is I. This is me. I love doing this. So if I know that I can't give you 100%, then guess what? I'm not just going to do it to do it. And there are so many people in this life that just do things to do it. And it pisses me off because then it makes it so watered down and it lowers the bar of our expectation and makes it so hard to find the talented, passionate individuals because they don't want to sell their souls for like a freaking record label or whatever it is. But it pisses me off because so many people I listen to or I stumble across or, you know, it just comes into my fruition or whatever. There are so many people, whether it be artistry, whether it be music, whether it be podcasting, whether it be entertainment, whether it be content creating, social influencers, whatever it may be. I'm just going off the top of a couple quick things. It is garbage how much we're allowing in this society today that we're calling talent and it freaking pisses me off. So I'm not going to be a part of the problem. I'm going to be a part of the solution. Do you know how you solve it? By leading the charge and giving you guys 110% every single show. So that's why I've been gone. I've been battling. I don't know what it is, but it's finally getting better. I was eating super clean 
protein. I cut out all the crap food. I went purely alkaline, bought myself some CMOS. Have you guys even heard of CMOS? Did you know, this is a health lesson with Anime Senpai, did you know that there's a total of your body has 104 minerals within itself, and this CMOS that comes from the ocean has 101 of those minerals your body needs to thrive? So as you can tell, Shout out to the CMOS. <laughs> it's definitely helping, as well as everything else. Like a little word of the wise, if you guys ever get sick, stop eating bull crap. Let your body heal and eat a lot of fruits and a lot of spring water. It goes a long way. If you want some more of this health talk and all that stuff, go to my other podcast called The Shallow Oceans Podcast. I'm also going to record a new episode of that this weekend as well. And also, Shane, I know you and Drew have been hackling me and hassling me. I am finally going to record the 86th patreon only podcast i know that they showed me receipts and it was since shoot august (laughs) that i said i was gonna do it but guess what just like mega said in our discord just like being in labor and pregnancy it takes eight months to make a baby dang it i got two more months (laughs) no i'm just kidding it's gonna come out is all i'm gonna say so thank you guys so much for being a part of my family thank you guys for being a part of all this and letting me heal my body because again if i'm not a hundo i ain't doing this i ain't wasting your time i ain't wasting my time i want to make sure when i put my name on it i mean it so i've been watching a lot of anime i've been watching a lot of stuff outside of anime so shout out to this one show and uh, shout out to my boy chipper jeremiah aka matt hey oh he's let me use his netflix and on netflix i've stumbled across a couple shows that i've enjoyed that are actually live action real shows one of them is the cabinet of curiosities now let me tell you this i know this is anime related but i had to put you on game of something i've been watching because i am entranced with this show this show is basically the old school twilight zone meets black mirror if you have never seen either of those shows again you definitely need to get on game and watch that stuff But to me, it's so cool to see that this has a horror element vibe to it. It's episodic, entirely different stories that are uh, succinct and individual, and they're complete within a one-episode span, and they go from anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. They are so good because some of them are very grotesque and over-the-top, like... It's so cool. I'm a low-key horror buff inside. I like watching those things because it kind of challenges your formatics of visioning of life and everything because trust me, not everything is hunky-dory, happy-go-lucky. We're not in a utopia. You have to be realistic and see the world that we're living within. And so to me, I like seeing the darkness because if you don't see dark, how will you know light? If there is no bad, how do you know it's good? If you've never been hungry, how do you know when you're full? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you always have to have the yin and the yang, the up and the down, the polar opposite. So this show, it's just one season. It's like eight episodes, I believe or not. I high key recommend you watching it unless you're not a fan of like scary stuff because there's like a couple witch stories these giant rats and like uh, also one that's called like the murmuring which is about birds and ghosts and so it's really cool because I like the premise of something different I like a refresher it's like what I like to do on the shallow oceans podcast where I say when was the last time you've done something for the first time that's what this show does it was something new it was something dope and I freaking loved it And I also watched this other show. I think it's called, like, uh, I'm spacing on it right now, but it's, like, this um, show made in South Korea, and it's about basically the world ending, but this pandemic that's infecting people, it's about this inner evil that we have and you turn into a monster if you let it take you over i don't remember what it was called it was like something house but it's not the greatest acting and everything but i watched the whole season i loved it and then they said like do not fear there's another season near and i was like shit let's get down i'm about it (laughs) so that's what i've been watching outside of that Everything else has been great. Been having so much fun. So shout outs to my Drip family, by the way. There is an app. It's called Drip Live. You can either go to the website or you can download the app on your smart device, whatever you use, iOS, Android. It's a, it's everywhere. I've been streaming on there lately. So I think I might have mentioned this before in previous podcasts. But what I do is like in the middle of the night. So when I'm done with the radio shows, I get home at like midnight. I set up my room to be a streaming entertainment, just encompassing atmosphere. I literally jump on there. And I partnered with one of my buddies' companies. So shout-outs to Eric and Adam that own Overdose Gaming. They've allowed me to use a lot of their merchandise to sell on this streaming platform, which is basically trading cards. And I sell this product called Weiss Schwartz. Also some Pokemon, also some Dragon Ball and stuff like that. But I focus on Weiss Schwartz because it's basically anime cards with signatures from the voice actors of some of your favorite characters. Let that soak in. I'm talking about Darling in the Franks, 002. Her voice actress has signatures on the card. Oh, you like Rem signature. 
from the voice actress. Oh, you like Hestia, which is, by the way, you know, maybe the same voice actress, but that's for another time now here. They have those signature cards, and I've had so much fun because it's kind of crazy to say this. Some of these cards are big money, too, which trips me out. So, like, for example, I have an Albedo from uh, Overlord. The set's called Tomb of Nazarick. The Albedo, the second printing, so they had a first edition in gold, a second edition in silver. It's going for around $1,200 right now. And shout-outs to Rising Sun Import. The guy's a homie. I love the guy. He's up in NorCal. Guy's amazing, right? He gifted me that card on stream when we pulled it insane like you guys cannot fathom the ability of how much fun we're having over there because let me tell you this too i have the hands gifted by god not only the voice of the gods but i have been given the hands that are so hot it can find it it's like a metal detector have you ever seen people on the beach that like walk around where with those like detectors in the sand and it's like beep, 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 and they find something and dig it up my hands do that so within a case I've been opening like fresh cases. There's a set number of hits within the cases. So for example, there's the new set of Kaguya-sama Love is War. The second volume just came out. Within it, there's a case. The case has 18 boxes. And within those 18 boxes, there are three signed special stamped cards. Sometimes they don't always get the signatures because of licensing. So this one has stamps on them, right? Those are the three chase cards. That means out of 18 boxes, three are the big hit cards. And let me tell you something. I have now done this twice back to back. Two fresh cases of Kaguya-sama. We open it up and I pull the signed cards in the first box. It's insane. We literally got two of the stamps out of three boxes. That means three of the big chase cards are gone within three boxes. Now we have 15 and one left. Like it's, it's utterly insane. And what I love the most about the community and everything we're building there and why I'm shouting this out, it is such a fun time. I have such a good time giving people the ability to buy this product no matter where you live in the world. You can join in and watch the live stream as I'm live on the internet and you can buy the product, open it with it. It's so much effing fun and it can get expensive. So don't get into TCG if you don't have the money at the moment is all I'm going to say, but it was so much fun and I'm baffled. I'm literally baffled at the ability I have of pulling these cards. And what's so cool about it is that I get to do it for people. You know how cool that is? Like, Because I'm somebody who used to love ripping cards. Back when I was a kid, I used to collect Pokemon, the first edition Shadowless base set for, you know, all that stuff. I love opening cards. So about a few years ago when COVID started, that's when everybody started collecting again. I was one of them. I started collecting Y Schwartz. So now that I'm into it and I don't need to spend money on it anymore, it's so cool to me and I'm so privileged. I get to do it for other people and have fun like really think about that i get to open cards for other people which scratches the urge i have and also hooks them up with some baller cards that i get to see and then get to sit there and have a good time with people and make like new friends like bruh say less that is exactly what the internet was for and i freaking love it so shout outs to everybody in the discord i love you guys the family has been great we're having so much fun with like the new sets coming out so i had to talk about it and get it out there that i am honestly I'm just literally these hands I've gifted by God to themselves. I pull fire! <laughs> but now that I got all the fun out of the way, I've caught you guys up and explained kind of quickly as to why I've been taking some time off. I need to let my voice rest. My body needed to heal. I'm always doing too much at, at too many moments of the time. So it just told me to kind of take a step back. I did. I listened. And now we're here. Shout out to the Drip family. You guys are amazing. I see that the end of the month is coming up. So I will look back and see next week who has been playing this show religiously, even though that we took a little bit of a hiatus. So that way I can shout you out and give you the love you deserve. Because as we are global, it's always fun to see the weebs around the world and where you guys are listening to. So now everything's out of the way. All the anime that's coming out is really dope. Uh, we'll definitely touch on the Crunchyroll Awards when all of the winners are announced. So we will look back at all of my guesses and everything that I thought was going to happen and see if I did correctly or poop on everybody's pick because the people suck at picking. <laughs> so that's coming up as well. A lot of fun with this new season. TikTok is actually back underway. I'm uh, recording a lot of that stuff tomorrow. I have a lot of things prepared because I do want to get back into the top tens because I've had so much fun doing those and people are loving those. So that's also good but now something came to my attention and i thought i have to talk about it tonight because not only 
on TikTok, if you're not following, it's the same as this show, Anime Senpai Podcast. One of my favorite videos I've done on there was the top 10 all-time animes that I've seen in my life. And the best thing about top 10s that I love is that even though we have a definitive top 10, we're always going to have new shows coming into our peripherals. We will be watching new shows. Continuations might come to the shows we love. They might even get remade. There might even be a new show that comes out that you love, like a lot of people like Chainsaw Man because it was so good in that first season. I can abide by it. I like everybody and appreciate whatever you like your taste. Some are just better than others. That's why I like to poop on you, but still don't take what I say to heart. My opinion is just better than yours. (laughs) So I have watched some amazing shows in my life, going all the way back to my youth, starting watching Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Digimon, watching Dragon Ball before even Dragon Ball Z, and seeing exactly what the world of anime was before even noticing or realizing what it was. Because then you go and watch Boondocks, you start watching different things like Avatar, The Last Airbender, and then you start thinking those are anime, but it's not anime because it's not from that culture, but it's still animation, just not anime. I know this is kind of confusing at times, but it's very simple. And let me break it down for you real quickly. So the term anime comes from a certain region of where it is made. So think of it this way. What classifies something as Mexican food? Oh, probably the culture coming from Mexico or whatever it is from more of the southern regions. And that is one of those places from Southern America. And they have their culture, their type of food, their ethnicity based on what has come from tradition. And that's the food that they make. So that is what it was revolving around, right? It's the same thing with Italian food. It's the same thing if you want to go to Cuban food, if you want to go to Slavic food, Greek food, you know, everything has their own culture. So that's why it's classified as that. But it's still under the hub of food, right? It's still all food. It's just specifications. So there's Italian, there's Mexican, so, you know, etc etc it's the same thing with anime anime is a type of animation but it's from the culture of the eastern specifically japan and they've made their style that's why studio ghibli ghibli whatever you want to say does so well is because that is a type of genre and is the type of studio that develops it and even studio ghibli i'm sure you guys have seen this too but they're saying like their own type of style like they're not even anime they're like an entirely different thing which is all the dope dude everything that ghibli does is fire so i'm all about ghibli uh i like to pronunciate things differently at times just to piss you guys off by the way so that is what it really is on a simplified specific notion of what an anime is it's animation style from the type of culture from japan that's why it's called that that's why if you've heard somebody call themselves a weeb right like a weeb is a big thing right now a weeaboo it was meant to be more of like kind of a slur to westerners because they're so entranced with the eastern culture so they're all about anime they're all about the cosplaying they're all about the culture and it's basically like a westerner trying to emulate themselves as an easterner so they call them weeaboos you know like you're such a weeb but i I think it's fun. I like being called a weeb. You know, I, I am in trance with the culture and there's no hate. Yeah, words only have hate because we allow them to. Like, people don't that crap up. It, it's only going to affect you if you let it. You're a ship in the ocean. Do not let water go on your ship. Who cares? So that's like the subtlety and the classifications of something being an anime rather than animation, which is like, for example, the League of Legends, right? Their show that came out, Arcane, or Avatar The Last Airbender, or even something like SpongeBob, which is more of a cartoon, but it's still animation, just different type of art styles, different type of priority, and a different type of, you could say, audience base of who it's a a focus for, because this is a fun one to me too, and this one actually pisses me off. There has been so many people, and they're extremely ignorant in the sense that people don't know because they aren't culturally, uh, I guess you could say, adapted to it, or haven't been introduced to it, or haven't been, I guess you could say, around it, right? Like, so a lot of people who see anime, especially here in the Western culture, even though it is starting to become a little bit more mainstream, a lot of them think that it's meant for children, and that's very sad to hear. I've talked to a lot of people who are older than me, younger than me, around my age, a lot of them who have never watched anime, but they've watched stuff like Family Guy, or American Dag, or Rick and Morty, you know, stuff like that, Um, Adventure Time, and they're like, oh yeah, so it's like that stuff that's made for kids, so that's what anime is, it's just a different culture cartoon, right? And it's like, ooh, no, I mean, cartoons, that's a grouping within animation. So remember, just like I told you anime is within the hub, so is animation, all that stuff, it's within there. Cartoons are a style of animation, but it's meant for children. That's why you have Nickelodeon, you have Disney, all of their different subtleties, they have the ideologies of who their market audience is. Because you have to remember, there's always an audience that's consuming your product. There's not going to be baby food pubbed during the Super Bowl because it's mostly people that are older. You know what I'm saying? Like You have to market to the right audience. That's what it's all for. So anime 
It's meant for young adults and actual adults. That's what I love about anime. And it can actually go down to children as well. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there is an anime for the specific uh, genre of what it's going to. It's just that the spectrum of who it's for is far vaster than what cartoons are for. So you following me here, right? Like cartoons are made for kids, but adults can watch it and have fun. Like, for example, if I go back and watch SpongeBob now, trust me, I'm still going to have a good time and love it. I could probably smoke a joint and even laugh like it even more but i'm just saying that the fact is that was meant for kids and when you watch it as kid you loved it and even if you go back now you'll still enjoy it and maybe pick up some little subtleties right like shrek shrek has a lot of adult humor because they knew their audience was going to be the kids but parents would go watch it as well so cartoons are specifically made for children where anime and in my opinion too i think it's more so now because it's growing culturally and stigma uh, stigmatizing itself into more of a yeah, I guess you could say mainstream here in the West. It's more for young adults now. And I absolutely love it. And I stand on this hill in saying that anime is still one of the last forms of creation and imagination and media sources that is still unbiased with the sense of being politically engaged and enthralled. Because a lot of these stories are just like some of your favorite books you read. It's hard in this life to get entirely away from politics, to get away from the world and everything that's going on because we're a part of it, right? So we're in an ocean and we're a bubble. And I know a lot of people like to say, well, I'm in my bubble. That's all that matters. I just want to live in my bubble. But you have to remember you're in an ocean. So your bubble eventually will fly and go different ways and maybe even pop if something bad happens. So we're a part of this world, right? We're all in this together. We have this world we're living in. So it doesn't matter your type of genre or what you like. Some of it will seep into creativity because a lot of these artistry and a lot of people within anime and some of the greatest shows I have seen are art pieces because a lot of the writers, producers, whoever the main creator is writing the literature is expressing themselves within their art piece and explaining to you whether they're going through something. It's a form of, you could even say, therapeutic for them to release it or to engage you into this world that they're creating for themselves that you get to be a part of. One of the best ones I can use as an example here is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion is probably one of the most poetic shows I have seen because the entirety of the show has nothing to do with its purpose at all. The main guy who wrote the show, and I'm terrible with names, so forgive me, my guy. He was going through some tough times and going through a lot of different parts of his life, so he was expressing it through his art piece with Shinji, the creation of himself and the reflection of Shinji accepting who Shinji is, which is the main protagonist in this story. It has nothing to do with mechs. It has nothing to do with angels. It has nothing to do with the side characters. It has nothing to do with them trying to save the world. It all came down to one retrospect of looking from within and accepting who you are as a person to finally engage with the world around you rather than fighting it and letting it take you by storm. For example, again, like a bubble in an ocean. That is why to me, Evangelion is one of the most beautifully told and amazing shows I've seen. Because trust me, I know the genre of mech animes are not always for everybody. I was one that never was really into it myself, but the more you get into the certain story types and you watch them and engage with them, I mean, even for example, Code Geass or Darling in the Franks or even, man, there's a lot of old ones like Gundam, whatever it may be. There are so many great shows that use those type of genres, but this one in particular was breathtaking. When I saw the last episode and the entirety of what Shinji had to go through and the reflection of his own life was being portrayed around him as an example, the world was a reflection of him from within was unbelievable and he all had to come down to one simple thing accepting himself and understanding what he was doing to himself the entire time to beat the game the matrix aka anything people suffer from depression um what is it like identity identity crisis or even like being self-conscious and having doubt not knowing your purpose in life i mean most humans now we're tribalistic so we're bred to be an animal that is just conformed to something because we're like well there's got to be a purpose here somewhere so our brains are like man i've been in school doing like an eight to five since i was a child till I was 18 it's like you just instinctively get drawn to something so you like become a tribalistic to it that's why I grow 
grown-ass men face paint themselves and go to a football game like for a team they'll never even get paid from you know what i'm saying like everybody has something they're into and trust me everybody can do whatever they want just trying to show you the differencing of what it is and what it isn't so that's why neon genesis was so powerful to me and such a great show so just like with anime and i'm tying all this together i know you're wondering where i'm going with this rant The thing is with my top 10, it's a big reflection of my personality traits, my viewpoints, my interests, and the things that I love about anime, and it's given to you in a sense of showing you my roots, my beginning, my evolution, my adaption, my creation, my growth, everything is entwined within it. So that's what I think a true top 10 list should be. It shouldn't necessarily be the 10 best shows you've seen, but your 10 favorite shows that reflect your taste, your culture, your growth, all that stuff, right? That's a big part of all of it. So... When I was building up to this, again, there was a show on my list that I was entranced with and it utterly took me by storm. It stole my heart and never even had to give it back because I didn't want it back. It literally took my heart out for a date and I didn't even say be home by 11 because trust me, that heart was in good company and I'm so glad I gave it to this show. The show I'm talking about is Vinland Saga. Now, Vinland Saga, when I watched this show, shoutouts to Joe-san, this guy that was a big fan of the previous anime podcast I was doing, I flew all the way out there to stay at his house for like almost a week, had a great time, got experience Pittsburgh, but what we did when we were out there is we watched the entirety of Vinland Saga from start to finish of the whole first season, which I believe is like 24 episodes, right? I was consumed by the storytelling the setting for the plot, the characters in the development, the whole abundance of what this thing was revolving around, and it was Vikings. Vikings, a refreshing story told on something you don't see a lot of in anime, which I effing loved. I like when you take something that is a part of history, where we come from, the indigenous people, the countries, the evolution of it, back on a medieval stoic telling story aside, and that's why I personally love Spice and Wolf so much, because it's more of a medieval story as well, before technology and all that bullshit, because just like now, everybody, welcome to the AI society, the new generation of humanity is coming. So that's why when you can take me back to a storytelling like that, it consumes me. And right off the get-go, I fell in love with Thorfinn. I fell in love with Ashkelad. I fell in love with Thors. I fell in love with Canute. I fell in love with so many of these characters because they had so much depth and the creativity the environment, the storytelling, the plot development. The first season is utter poetry. I'm telling you this, there's not a lot of shows that I watch that within one season, even though that, let's just say, the manga or manhwa or light novel series, whatever it may be, say that there is so much more still there after the season is completed. If you do it well enough, I do not need any more. Any more. I'm literally content and happy with what you've given me, and that will set me on the precipice for the rest of my creation of what I now view other shows and talk about it highly because you got to remember, the longer something plays out, the more you start getting addicted to the serotonin release you get from these shows. That's why something like One Piece or Dragon Ball or Naruto and all these shows keep coming back or keep going is because they know they've built an audience, so they're going to milk the audience and continue going because they have the freedom to now. That's why Baruto is coming out and stuff. Finally, they're finishing Bleach, what they should have done a long time ago. Uh, Hopefully, the guy that is the creator and writer for Hunter Hunter, hopefully he gets better so he can complete his thing, even though they said like it's going to be kind of put in the vault for a while because he's still not healthy. But that's why a lot of these shows get to continue. So for myself, that's why I've had this statement before and I still stand to it true. I am a short anime over long anime guy. I love when you can do something greater in a shorter span because it shows me now that your storytelling, the character development, the growth, the plot setting, the portrayal of what you're trying to show us through your art piece is far greater than just something being strung on and along because they can, you know, like island to island to island, clan to clan to clan. Like it's just, it don't do it for me. I want something better in a shorter span of growth. I want depth. Depth is a big thing to me. It's like, for example... Uh, dating someone who's just beautiful but as dumb as a you know bag of rocks like okay cool it's like an art picture are you just gonna hang the art piece on your wall and look at it okay then what you're just gonna walk away after a few minutes it's the same thing with people if somebody doesn't have depth to them i don't care how beautiful she is i'm gonna lose interest really quickly she's got to have some kind of character originality and authenticity that's just what it is right so that's why to me vinland saga set the stage it stole my attention 
by a landslide. By a landslide, pulled Thorfinn down. It's called Depression and uh, Rage and Revenge. Uh, so that's why this show was different to me. It stood out. I loved the setting. I loved having the Norsemen, the Vikings, pilgrimaging and raiding other countries, fighting for the kingdoms and having these grand scale wars. And while some of the characters like Thor's, which is Thorfinn's dad, because Thorfinn is the main character. And don't worry, by the way, I'm not going to spoil any big pivotal things for you or whatnot. I don't do that here. I'm just talking about more so of the intricacies and the depth of the storyline and what I liked about it. There is so much it offers that it deserves to be defended because the reason I really wanted to do this show today and why I got inspired by this is because somebody by the name of Megus, which is our Discord manager that runs a lot of the stuff in the Anime Senpai podcast, as well as Space Cowboy, a.k.a. Shane, a longtime fan of a lot of the stuff I do, they thought... It would be funny, as well as a lot of people on social media and these other attributes, of trying to turn Vinland Saga into a meme. And they are trying to do something with this beautifully told story, with some of the coolest characters I have seen, with the progression of the story that got so dark so quickly, that was embellished within so much rage and anger and revenge within Thorfinn to finally defeat and kill this character named Ashkelad, which is one of the best antagonists I've seen in a long time, who definitely deserved to one antagonist of the year that year, but I think... Um, the main character in uh, Promised Neverlands, I think her name's Isabella, the mother. I think she won it. But anyways, I am so utterly pissed off that now this thing trending is called Farmland Saga. Let me take the floor real quick and pause. Leave Farmland Saga alone. Just like my man had to come out and defend Britney, tell everybody real quick. Leave Britney alone. Leave Farmland Saga alone. Please. I know we've turned into a trolley culture in our online society of social media through Twitter, Instagram, especially TikTok has turned to a dumbed down funny like video. Ho, ho, ho. Dance, dance, dance. Here's my boobies. Here's my tits. Here's my ass. Give me followers. Ho, ho, ho. No personality. I'm just a clone of everybody else out here. Ho, ho, ho. I know we've turned down to some pretty dumbed down individuals because of social media and they're doing a good job at it. But the fact is, Y'all want to go after certain shows? By all means, the floor is yours. Y'all want to tack One Piece and call it Mid-Piece? I'm all about it. I think it's fun. It's, of course, a dumb take because One Piece is this mega power. It's fine. It's not my type, but everybody's got a type. You want to talk crap on Demon Slayer, which I do, and I say, Kamitsu no Yaiba. Like, you want to have fun with it? I do. I make fun of it, and I say, like, anytime somebody tells me, oh, yeah, dude, my favorite show is Demon Slayer, I always hear, Kamitsu no Yaiba. Like, it's just how it is. You know, it's just fun. <laughs> if you want to say Hunter Hunter's your favorite show, that's cool mine i love spice and wolf and people like oh you're so prestigious you're so unique look at you picking a cult classic in a show that not the mainstream media would know yeah because i go deep okay it's called deep cuts it's called going down to the depths of the ocean and finding better stuff than just sitting on the top like ho 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 fish for me <laughs> i don't know who i'm impersonating but i'm just having fun with it y'all need to step back Y'all need to take two steps back and really look at yourself in the show you're talking about because not only did we get so much depth, so much darkness, so much blood war, and so much progression within characters, especially Thorfinn, which I am in love with this character. I love his new design in season two. They did a time skip. This young man now is so stoic, so calm, so passive because he lost his yearning and his passion, the driving force that keeps us all alive because everybody has to have a purpose in life or else you're just wishfully, wistfully, just wistfully, wistfully just cruising through life doing nothing and no wonder you have no ambition, no passion, no drive, no aspects, no emotion, no devotion. Like it makes sense to me. Thorfinn lost it all. He literally watched his person die in front of him no spoilers i'm not saying who but still it happened everything that was building up to season one the end of it was iconic i literally stood up with my hands on my head saying oh my god omg that 
was poetic. That was beautifully done. Everything that was built up to Ash Galad, the best character in that entire series, Canute building up to the now badass he is in season two, it is only right that they finally took a pause and gave you now the growth and what it's called. Just like when something big happens, a catastrophe or something crazy, there is now the descent. So you know how you have the build up, the climax, and then the downpour? So this is now after the climax. This is now showing you what is going on with Thorfinn in a beautiful setting. This young man now has grown. He has a beard. He has a ponytail. He looks buff and he's giving you now these new characters within this new series that are developing you into the next chapter of the story and seeing Thorfinn finally learning things. He made his first friend in like 40 episodes! 30 something. But still, how the hell can you sit there, Shane and Meg? I wish you were here so I could berate you right now. How can you sit there with a just and moral fiber of your being to literally say, and this is more so Space Cowboy, literally say, oh, wake me up when there's action. Mother effer, you need action? Go watch your brain dead other shows, okay? Go sit there and watch My Hero Academia. Oh, I'm Spider-Man now. I'm just saying. Y'all really don't understand when storytelling, when it's done right, you need to space it out. You can't just fi- freaking like hook up with a girl and just <laughs> no. You gotta slow play. You gotta wine and dine. You gotta get close. You have to have good conversation. The setting has to hit just right. Then you start with maybe a little touchy feely, maybe a massage, maybe a little foreplay. Then you go deep, my boy, and you run the whole hundred yards nice and slow. I'm just saying, you can't rush greatness. You don't push past something and take away from the beauty of the storytelling. How would we have had any of this? new story if it wasn't done right and in the farmlands. Yes, I know it is called Farmland Saga, and guess what? I'm loving it. I want more. I want to see them out in the fields. I want to see them chopping down the trees. I want to see the horse with the ropes on its back pulling out these giant stubs in the ground and the roots and then them plowing the dirt to fill all this stuff because Thorfinn's never experienced any of it. He's a young baby. He's a grown baby. He's learning. Let him live. Like, dude, I am in love with Enar, the new character character that's his first ever friend i'm in love with canute now and seeing how canute's gonna grow how he's gonna become snake this new character that's basically like the ashkelad that kind of had like a little bit of like a whoop, 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 whoop for thorfinn when he was introduced to him and like the fear he finally felt because thorfinn literally has nothing right now i gotta calm down i'm getting a little too excited here thorfinn lost everything. He lost his home. He lost his family. He lost the person that was his driving force for living. He lost everything. So now what? Where do you go? What do you do? You're seeing it. You're seeing him like a Violet Evergarden, which literally, oh my God, if you have not watched Violet Evergarden, shame on you. If you have a Netflix account and you haven't watched Violet Violet Evergarden, shame on you absolute shame on you. That story is one of the most beautifully told and animated shows I have ever seen. Netflix hit it out of the park and that show is a masterpiece. I will put my name on it. That is a bleeping masterpiece told from a character progression story of her being a literal meat sack into a living entity with a passion and drive now. Same thing goes for Thorfinn. We saw the entire first season What happens when you are embowed and embodied with just nothing but revenge because the entire world is taken from you and you are left with nothing and there's two routes to go now. You either die or you survive. Well, what's going to keep you alive to survive if you have nothing to chase? Well, he found something. It was Ashkelad. That entire first season was beautiful. 10 out of 10. Loved it. Off of one season, that show was already in my top 10 list. Now that we're in Farmland Saga, and y'all better leave Farmland Saga alone, I now have this show even higher in my top 10 list. Yes, you heard me correctly. This show is utter poetry. It's taking me into a setting that's where my favorite stories always go. Medieval setting. In the forest, in nature, reconnected with the roots of our history and our past and our creation, basically. I love the fact in one of the most recent episodes. So I'll give you a little plot line in season two. I'm not spoiling anything. So Thorfinn basically now is a slave. He was sold to this guy because, again, he had nowhere to go, nothing to do. So he's just going with the flow. Him and Enar 
They're both slaves on this farm and they work in this farm. They're in the woods. They're tearing down the woods because they're making new land for them to plow wheat and stuff like that to sell it back to their master. His name's Ketil and to basically buy back their freedom, which is really cool. I love the story and the plot line. The best part, though, is Thorfinn now. They ran into the old master, which is basically Ketil, uh, Ketil's his father, this old guy that's part of the farmland. And they're learning so much through him because he dropped one of the most amazing lines within this newest episode. I'm still stuck and shooketh with it. It's still in my mind. They, literally, he said, my son doesn't get it. My son has to pay the king twice a year. This abundant amount of, uh, I think it's called like tribute or whatever it is, sends him like food, money, uh, supplies, all this stuff twice a year. So that way the king gives protection to their land. That's why they haven't been invaded in so long and they're able to do their farming and everything. They just have like some, you know, bodyguards on the area. That's what Snake and his guys are. And the old man literally said, accumulating wealth is one of the dumbest things you can do because within wealth and more riches, now you have more to lose. And so now you invest more into your wealth to protect it, to hold on to your wealth that you have to invest so much money to protect it. You now have to make more just to invest, to protect what you don't want to lose, which is the wealth entirely from the standpoint of the beginning. And it's so well said because they're basically telling you the more money you make, the more issues that come with it now, because now that you have wealth, you don't want to lose it. So you're going to start adding more things to it to protect it. And in doing so, you need to make even more now to protect what you have. That's insane. It's a never ending cycle. And Thorfinn literally got hit with that. And he had like a, whoa, like a dude, where's my car moment? He was like, dude, that's deep. <laughs> you know, as he's walking back to his haystack to sleep on at night. I love it. I'm loving everything about this series. It's basically showing you now from a perspective of Thorfinn, where is his life going to take him now? He doesn't have to fight to live. He doesn't have to chase this guy to kill him for revenge. He's just a part of now in the moment. And he made his first friend, Enar, which is one of the most humblest guy who went through some crazy shit himself. And the story has now gone to a spot where you're like sitting there with bated breath. Yes, guess what, Space Cowboy? I'm ecstatic when I see them go out there with the horse. I know they're going to freaking dig up some dirt and pull out some freaking stubs and all that stuff from the trees and chop down trees. You know why? Because that's some real shit, Shane. That's the stuff I yearn for. I don't need brain dead, stupid loop cycle anime shows doing the same shit all the time. Give me something new. Give me story development, plot setting. Thorfinn is now developing into a human. He's learning things. He's learning how to plant, how to harvest. He made a friend. He's learning what it means to live, to have fear again. Like, brah, y'all literally tripping. You're tripping. This is without a doubt one of the best shows I've seen in my life. And I have seen so many shows over my years. I've seen hundreds of shows. I can name you some of the best ones that people have never seen. You ever seen Monster? One of the old shows that's a freaking bomb-ass great time? You ever seen old ones like Spice and Wolf? You ever went back into the things and seen a show like Honey and Clover? How about March Comes In Like a Lion? Like these little dime pieces that are just so perfectly shown in an aspect of giving you emotion, growth, character development. This show is it. It's literally it. This show is the hot girl that walks by, stops, opens the door for you, and asks you how your day is because she's a good freaking person. That's what this show is. The hot girl with a freaking attitude, baby, but she got depth, and she got a personality, and she a good one. She a wife. She a mistress. I'm hitting my hand for some reason because I'm pumped. Golly, man. Y'all really don't realize how good this show is. And the best part about this is when this shit picks up again, and trust me when I tell you, it's going to pop off again. Y'all have no idea what's coming. I have never read the manga. I've never read the light novel series. I don't know two squats about where this show is going, but let me tell you something. I know it's about to pop the F off because if season one ended the way it did, I have no doubt shit is going to get real and something's going to happen where Thorfinn starts to find his attributes of wanting to defend his friends, his place, his people, everything. War is going to be coming. I have no doubt in my mind something is going to happen because we saw Canute now, who ain't no like pretty boy. He is a man. This boy is literally, he's checking Thorkill. You know who Thorkill is? The biggest effing Viking guy you've seen that nobody can freaking defeat? He checked him. This is going to get so good. You guys are literally not registering what's in front of you. This is by far one of the best shows I've seen in my life. It is hands down a top 10 anime. Anybody who tells me that this is their favorite anime, I give you props. 
you have good taste. This is a show that shows you depth and perspective of what it means to be a character and the growth of human analysis from a psychological standpoint all the way down to a historical standpoint. Mixed in with great storytelling, the progression of the characters, no moment wasted or left out without a reason, this shit, bellissimo. Oh my God. I had to stand up here. I had to take some time and I had to invest at least one episode into defending a show that y'all really don't know what the F is going on. This is utter poetry from start to finish. This show is going to end up being one of the best shows ever made. Mark it, write it down, put my name on it. I am in love with this show. I'm in love with it. I don't need animation style to carry it. That's what Demon Slayer has as its crux. I don't need the longevity. That's what One Piece has. I need something that is potent and strong right away. I want to sit down, take two shots, and enjoy my time. That's what this is. Y'all really have no idea how good we have it, and that's fine. Y'all can wistfully do what you want, okay? This show is it. And I had to take a stand. Leave Vinland Saga alone, okay? Leave my farmland saga alone. I'm enjoying it. I want to have more of my farmland. Give me it all, baby. Give me it all. Oh, so effing good. It's so effing good. Man, like, I, I could sit here and go on and on. I can really just wishfully just tell you so many attributes of what I love about it. Everything. The animation style, the storytelling, the quickness, the plot development, the progression, the timeliness. Ah, oh, it's so effing good. And bro, let me tell you, I want more. <laughs> I can't wait for Monday when the newest one comes out. I cannot effing wait. So I hope I've given you a little bit more there to think about. Okay, Space Cowboy. Okay, Megus. I know Megus, you talking shit just to talk shit, but all right. I hope you guys really register now that y'all are being a part of something great. So enjoy it. There's no need to rush through something. Live in the moment. Go to the farm. How about y'all go outside and touch some grass? Hmm? Once it gets warmer outside, why don't you go cut a tree down? Hmm? Why don't you see how hard it is? Why don't you go make a garden? Hmm? Why don't you see how tough it is? Why don't you go through the shit freaking Thorfins went through and then sit there and tell me like, oh, you know, it's boring. Wake me up when the fighting happens. Blah. Get out of here. This ain't for you, baby. You wasting good food. I would literally grab the plate out of your face and say, you don't deserve this food because you are not cherishing the greatness which is on your plate. You are literally wasting it. That's what it is. PB&J with the crust. I ain't cutting the crust off for you. You eating this tonight, my boy. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm fully caught up. I can't wait to see what's coming next. I absolutely cannot wait. And by the way, I want to take a quick moment here to talk about one more thing before I end the show with you guys today. Uh, this is not anime related, but has anybody been watching Last of Us on HBO? So HBO is one of those homes that's one of the biggest platforms for like House of Dragons, uh, also Game of Thrones. I'm sure they have other shows, but that's like the only big ones I've watched. Uh, shout out to Chipper and Matt again. I'm using his HBO. I've been watching weekly The Last of Us. And let me tell you something. I am extremely excited to see how well they do this story, the justice it deserves, because if y'all have never played that first game, uh, there's a reason why it won Game of the Year. There's a reason why this storytelling is so well done that they're inapt like they're aptly creating a world revolving around the storytelling that the game has and also the series that's written and everything like that. There is so much here. I'm extremely excited to see where this story goes because it's a different take, not on the attribute of zombies, but it's like the whole aspect of like post-apocalyptic and how humans live amongst one another and what they do to survive. What do you do within these encampments? What do humans do when their backs pushed against the wall? Is there still corruption? Is there still greed? Like, I really want to tell y'all, you need to get on this show. Don't sleep on it. It's definitely a refresher outside of anime for a little bit. It's called The Last of Us. Uh, it's a really good game. It's getting good. Um, there's a little bit of like political stuff, like in episode three or whatever it is. It's like a side love story that you don't need. It, it has nothing to do with the development of the plot line, but whatever. A lot of people love that episode, so that's so be it. I thought it was a waste of time. Um, but the progression of where the story is going, it's getting very exciting. Uh, it, you're going to start seeing things like these clickers and these different type of zombies, which are actually just a type of fungus. Like how crazy is that to think about that? A type of fungus is able to take over humans because now it's evolved to survive within the, 
the temperature of a human body and now can take over the host and spread. Like it's fascinating because it's based on the premise of life and how the world's getting hotter, you know? So it's, it's really cool. I just wanted to shout out real quick to let you guys know that's another recommendation I have that is not anime, but you should definitely watch it because it's worth the watch. Okay. Like it's, it's definitely a good time. So I'm excited to see where that goes. So besides that, it's good to be back. I have a lot of fun things ahead of us. We're going to have a lot of good times every week moving forward with whatever pops on my mind. Like tonight, I had nothing written down. I had nothing prepared. I had no script, nothing. I just talked. And I think I'm going to do that moving forward, just kind of following the whole ideology I do with Shallow Ocean's podcast is just rifting with ever uh, any anime topic that pops on my mind, whatever has fun or whatever I want to talk about. I think it's just free flowing and that's the best way to make it sound conversational. So I think you guys will enjoy this moving forward as much as I will. I want to give you guys some recommendations sometimes to end these episodes. So I think I'm going to try every single episode uh, podcast to give you something different to watch that I have been put on to. So this time I'm going to give you something that's new and is actually in season. This one is more so a slice of life it's a little bit of a romantic uh vibe kind of comedic but it's more so like really cute and well told and animated it's called the ice guy and his cool female colleague uh this one is on crunchyroll most of my recommendations will be from crunchyroll because that is my main source of what i watch on and it's a very cute story that has a lot of sci-fi feel to it where this guy and this girl meets and they're older which is nice so you can actually have some waifus that are of age uh they both work together but he is like a part of these ice family and he has this like ability to create ice at whim that is basically revolving around his emotions so when he gets very nervous he's he begins to freeze so his legs freeze up so he's frozen solid with fear almost you know how people say like i'm so scared or uh, i have an anxiety or i'm anticipating something i'm almost frozen with fear well he literally does if he starts to get really excited and his emotions kind of get him hyped up or excited he starts to create like a little bit of a storm around him or if he's like very uh focused or he's trying to shut himself down to do something he creates this igloo around him it's really dope and it's a really fun vibe and it's a cute story it's very um easy to watch it's very light-hearted it's very cute because of just the the budding romance that's coming between two colleagues and i think it's cool because most of the shows i watch that are a lot of uh slice of life and stuff like that a lot of them are the younger genres kids younger kids high school and stuff it's nice to get one that's based on an older setting within a real life environment of people working jobs you know like that's what we do most of us as we get older so it's nice to have something that kind of revolves around that and it's very well done the animation style is beautiful it's in season two right now so it's not too many episodes out i think like six or seven or something like that i highly recommend it it's a fun watch i think you guys will enjoy it if it's your cup of tea uh there's not any crazy action or any of that stuff it's just one of those ones you sit back and enjoy the story and fall in love with the characters and the romance they have because it's good to have love in your life even if it's not something you're experiencing like myself shit i can't even tell you the last time i was dating somebody let alone the last time i had sex <laughs> celibacy we are monk we are in our inner being and we are here to guide our force to the, the high point of god and creation <laughs> but yes that's my recommendation the ice guy and his cool female colleague check that out Stop talking shit on Farmland Saga. The show's amazing. It's a top 10 show of all time. A couple other recommendations that were non-anime I gave you guys as well, and I hope, again, you guys are doing great. I didn't get to start the show with this because I was so excited to be back, but I'm going to end the show with this. Take all my love, my sunshine, my positivity. Take all of my good vibes because all of you deserve to have it. If you stayed up to this point of the show, you're a real one. And always remember... I will never give you guys anything that I don't personally enjoy. I will never talk about things that I don't believe in. And I will never give you a podcast that it isn't worth you listening because you just taking five seconds or five minutes or even 50 minutes to listen to one of my shows, it means the world to me. So if I don't give you everything I have for everything you give me, that I am taking advantage of you. And one thing I'll never do is take advantage of you. I'd rather you take advantage of my energy, my positivity, my insight, my creativity, my unique perspective, and enjoy some shows with me. I feel like this is a lot of fun, and that's why I call myself the Anime Senpai. I'm here to be your elder and to teach you some good things along the way. <laughs> so thank you guys for staying tuned and being a part of my family. Thank you for waiting all of these many moons for me to return finally to have some fun with you guys. It's good to have the voice back, and it's good to finally do what I love 
talking anime and giving you some life lessons along the way. I love you guys so much. Make sure you enjoy those that you love and the world around you. Go outside, touch some grass, even though it's raining. And above all else, I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai, out. A millionaire, I'm a young money millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. Senpai.